Welcome to Six Pack. I'm your host, Erin Inselman. This is an uncut show that supports parents in the enjoyment of raising children and having the fire and spirit to do life, with a side of sarcasm and humor, of course. I'm a mom of six, a wife, and a business owner in the health and fitness industry. Each week, myself and other experts will be sharing pointers and stories on parenting, self-growth, health and fitness, and relationships. Join me for this real and raw show dedicated to sharing tips, tribulations, and the triumphs of everyday life. So here's the thing. I've been wanting to do an episode like this for a while now, but I just didn't quite know how to wrap my head around it. And part of it is because the Some of these things that I've learned, I'm still working through myself, and sometimes it's difficult to speak on things like that when you just quite haven't figured it out on your own or or when you're working towards something. So, but what it really was that I wanted to talk about today was balancing masculine and feminine energy. So some different things that I've learned over the course of the last couple of years is just the difference between the energy that a male and a female have, because both a male and a female have feminine energy and a male and a female both have masculine energy. So as a female, I mean, I'm only going to, I can only speak obviously from my perspective and I would love to have maybe Brian on sometime with me to speak about, you know, the masculine and feminine energy that, that a male takes on and that a male carries. But again, so, and I, again, I'm only speaking from myself and my perspective, but when Brian and I had gone to a date with destiny event, we actually, this topic was brought up and it was one of those things that really made me stop and think about what type of energy I carry within myself in certain situations, but also within my relationship with Brian, with my husband. And during this event, we were not together. We were separated. We So we didn't really have a di- chance to ever discuss this or discuss um, this at, at that time in that event. But in looking at myself, so Of course, like as a female, you know, you have those feminine qualities and you want to be thought of as feminine. But as a woman in like a workforce, many times, you know, as women, in order to be taken like seriously, sometimes we sometimes we take on that masculine role. And like I said, because most of the time, you know, when we do go to work or we're in the workforce um, as a female, we're constantly, you know, up against men most of the time, or at least the men that are around us in the professions that we're in have a tendency to be in more of a leadership roles or authoritative positions. And so as a female, when we are put in those roles, we have a tendency to take on more masculine energy, which then in turn makes us kind of disconnect from our feminine energy. So if we're in a job all day long and we are, you know, for the most part, you know, trying to take on that leadership role or we're surrounded by men that have more of more of a power role or position than as females, we then take on that masculine force. We take on that masculine energy because, you know, and and let's face it, we're just we're just trying to get to the top. We're trying to work harder. We're trying to prove ourselves, you know, all of those things that I think we could probably go into about women and, you know, equality, so to speak. 
So when this happens, like I said, we have a tendency to disconnect from a lot of our feminine energy because we feel our feminine energy, you know, sometimes it's maybe that our feminine energy makes us seen as emotional or as weak. And then what happens? Then we come home and we are in the hustle and bustle of like our family life and everything. And as females, again, we still take that like that forceful, that powerful role on because we're, you know, we're kind of the primary caregivers a a lot of the times. And so we're also then taking on a little bit of that masculine energy because we are getting things done. We're making sure the kids are where they need to be, that we are getting, you know, things prepped for meals for the next day, doing the tasks that we need to around the house. So again, like multitasking, but again, taking on that authoritative position of like that dominant um, role as a parent as well. So again, what happens is we have a tendency to disconnect from our feminine energy. But what I have learned is that even when I am in those roles, whether it's at a workplace, whether it's the mother role that I'm that I'm in, or that masculine energy that I'm portraying, is that one of the biggest things that I need to be aware of and one of the biggest gifts that I can give to my husband or to my partner is to explore and to tap into my feminine energy because we want to bring both together. Like you want to have a balance of your feminine and of your masculine energy because if we can't find a way to bring both together and integrate as a female, integrate both the masculine and the feminine energies, then many times we don't let our partner in as females the way that um, we could. Because then if we go into that role with our partner and we both are portraying that masculine energy, then that's really not going to work Two masculine energies together. So like I said, one of the biggest things that I try to do, because I have a tendency to take on that masculine energy a lot, is I have to be aware of how to integrate that feminine energy as well so that I can tap into that a little bit better in order to kind of make my relationship with my husband flourish in the way that I know that it can. It's just sometimes I have a tendency to be in that masculine role so much that I forget about being feminine. And I had had to do a lot of exploring within myself and thinking about what that femininity actually means for me. And I had this battle or, and I still have this ongoing battle kind of within myself. Like, am I being too masculine? How do I be feminine? Or sometimes I feel like that I'm giving up like a little bit of power within myself if I'm too feminine. And one thing that I completely realized is that when I get stressed out, the minute that I get stressed out, and I think this is probably pretty true with most of us with women. So as women, when we get stressed out or things get overwhelmed or it's just not the way that we want it to be, we all have a tendency to be more masculine. We're more 
forceful, we're louder, we want things done now, we want it done the way we want it to be. And so those are all things that are masculine tendencies. So of course, like when I'm stressed out and things aren't going my way, I mean, that's just not even good for my relationship because then my husband, who's a very masculine person, and then myself, if I'm portraying that masculine energy, that all we do, all we're going to do is butt heads. And I'm not saying like that means as females that like we have to surrender or anything like that. By all means, I'm not saying that. And again, these are these are all conversations I've had like within my my own self, trying to figure out where my own balance of masculine and feminine energy is. And first of all, like when I first heard about this and learned about this, I remember when I was sitting at Date with Destiny and and we were talking about this, it was kind of a point in my relationship where, you know, it was just, I guess, it was more of a valley that we were in within our relationship. And, um, and so I really was taken by this, this part in talking about women having masculine energy and feminine energy and same with men having both masculine and feminine energy. And so just trying to dissect and figure out how much of myself was masculine energy and how much of myself was feminine energy. And as I was processing through this and and learning about this, I realized that I had so much masculine energy within myself. I mean, to the point where I felt like maybe I had so much that I had too much for the both of us, that I was taking energy, masculine energy from my husband, even because I was trying to do everything and run everything the way that I wanted everything to be the way that I wanted everything to be. And so I realized that, and it was very painful for me to think about that, that I actually felt like I was taking, you know, some of my husband's masculine energy from him because honestly, I I was being selfish and that's kind of what I realized. And so, like I said, I'm still trying to kind of wrap my head around it. But the fact that I at least have this language to use and I have a little bit of this understanding now of how it is that I'm behaving and reacting when I am masculine has really helped my relationship with my husband. Because let's face it, like as a woman, so if you look at just women predominantly, so as a woman, like seriously, we can do so many things at once. We can do like everything at once. We can be having a conversation with someone, you know, face to face. But at the same time, if we hear something else or another conversation, like across the clear across the room, we still tune in on that conversation as well as being focused on the person that's in front of us. And then we can even do it to where if we have a kid tugging at our leg or hanging on our back, you know, we can juggle that as well. In addition to like even thinking of our to-do list of, of the things that we still have to do today. So as females, we are very, very good at multitasking. And I mean, I knew this and everything, but I mean, not, not having, like, I didn't have brothers growing up. And so, and not that that would matter or anything anyways, but, you know, I have one son and I have five girls and I, I know the way that, I know the way that girls work. And even though I kind of knew this about men, like just hearing it and everything, you know, men, they are in like complete alignment. They are in complete focus. And I I say this to 
or I see this within my husband a lot, you know, or I say this to him where, you know, it's kind of like that tunnel vision where it's like they have blinders up on both sides of them because they are so focused all the time on that task that they're doing. And that is just where their brains function. That is just where they are. That is their superpower. Just like as females, our superpower is we can do everything all at once, all the time. But where there can become like a disconnect within a relationship when these masculine and feminine energies have a tendency to take place is that, you know, as women, like if we are not seen or we don't feel like we are understood by our man or or seen by our man or, or we don't feel safe, then as women, we feel like there's a piece of us that's missing. I mean, can we agree that really all we want from our partner is to be understood We all want to be safe and we all want to be seen. Like those are kind of our top three things that as women that we desire and that we want. So as women, we, you know, it's just kind of like because of those things, like as women, when you think about sex, like as women, we need a reason to have sex. Men, men just need a place. Like, am I right? Like we need that emotional connection behind that in order to be intimate with someone. But men, they just need to know you know, where and when, and the rest all comes as it is. So some things that I learned in order to like help my relationship and help it kind of flourish or be a little deeper. And I don't, I don't mean like that these are rules, but I kind of like the language that was used that was given to me where they're thought of as disciplines. Think about the, just even the definition alone of discipline, like the definition is the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior. So when I learned this little checklist of these disciplines in order to kind of progress with your relationship, progress with, you know, that love and that passion, these kind of resonated with me. But at the same time, like these are constant works work in progress for me. And I think that's why it helps me to use the language that was given to me of discipline, because it's just something that I still keep need to obey. I still need keep needing to work towards. So the first one that I learned was about putting your lover first, because anytime we put someone else first, you know, or put someone else feelings and needs first above our own, it's always going to make that other person feel needed. It's always going to make that person feel wanted and understood. It's going to make that person feel like they are your king or they are your queen. And I actually struggle with this one a little bit. I do not struggle at all when it comes to my kids about this, about putting my kids first I really do have to work at making sure that I am aware of putting my lover, putting my husband first. And it's because like, I have like this little battle within my head, this little voice within my head, you know, sometimes where, you know, it's like I get, I get frustrated at different things. And it's like, as a mom, you have that like nurturing instinct within you. Like from the time that they were born, they were dependent on you. They needed you. They needed you to survive. They needed you to feed them, to love them, to change them, to hold them. And then of course, some of that goes away as they get older, but there's still that I had you from the very beginning of when you were little and you were dependent on me. 
So for me, that feeling is very easy when it comes to my kids. But when it comes to my husband, sometimes I don't take that same approach and that same attitude. And that's a huge fault of mine because, you know, I have a tendency to be like, you're you're a grown man. Like you should be able to do this for yourself. You should be able to do this on your own. And so many times that's not putting like his needs first. It's being selfish really and putting my own needs for it or, or being stubborn about things. So that's definitely like a discipline that does not come easy to me when it comes to my spouse. And it's definitely something that is a work in progress for me. The second discipline that I learned is about courage and vulnerability. So being courageous and being vulnerable, meaning like learning to love no matter what, telling the truth, being open, not holding back. And so this is actually something that I actually do pretty well because I have no problem being courageous in a sense of However, I feel about something or being completely, completely vulnerable with my emotions. And Brian and I have gone through, like I said, we've gone through a lot of valleys in our marriage and, and we've, you know, we've gone through, you know, we've seen the mountaintop as well. And so, but definitely like when I think about this, as far as the vulnerability aspect of it, you know, I, I have a tendency to sometimes think about the valleys a little bit more, but I, I have been completely vulnerable with my spouse and I wasn't always able to do that. And then there was something that happened within our marriage and I kind of just got to like a tipping point. And it was just kind of like I said, okay, enough. Like I have got to be courageous enough to be able to tell this man exactly how I feel. Because if I don't tell him and express to him and be completely vulnerable, open up, then how is he really going to know how I feel? I mean, he can't read my mind. I mean, as much as we want men to be able to like know what's in our heads, like by either part of what we say or the way that we respond or the way that our body language is like, they just don't know. And so that was something that, like I said, there was this tipping point in our marriage and I was just like, okay, I can do this. And from then on out, it has been completely easy for me to open up and to not hold back. I mean, to the point where like, maybe I should hold back sometimes, but where sometimes I need to maybe come at it a little bit more with like more kindness and love than sometimes that I do. But this is definitely a discipline that I would say is maybe one of the easier disciplines for me to do. And then the third one is to go at things with like a positive intent, meaning like, you know, it is, it's not a blame game when things aren't going the way that maybe they should within your marriage or something like that. This is not the time to blame each other, you know, right away, you know, take responsibility for your actions, take responsibility and apologize. And both of you take responsibility. This isn't like a one sided thing. I mean, this has to be something that is discussed within a relationship is about, you know, taking that positive intent and knowing that it's not his fault or her fault that you both have. It takes two to tango. It takes two to fight. And so it takes two to argue. It takes two to make up. And so right away being apologetic and both of you, you know, taking on that, like I said, that responsibility, you know, and when you're doing that, always start with like, when you're apologizing to someone, always start with an I statement, like, honey, I am so sorry today that I 
blah, 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 blah. Because if we really, really, truly love each other, honestly, like who cares who is right or wrong? Otherwise, it's just going to continue to cause like frustration and tension. And, you know, as females, we know that we hold on to that. We hold on to that frustration and we hold on to that tension. And so it's not about being right or wrong. Sometimes it's about just having a positive intent to move beyond that because and like I said, if we if we really are committed and we really love each other, then it really doesn't matter who did what. The next is honorable language. And so I feel like within my when I in my profession, I feel like or especially in, in my past career that I had, I felt like I really did a nice job with honorable language. But I noticed that I wasn't really bringing that to my marriage. And, you know, and maybe that had to do with like the masculine feminine thing. Like I said, I it's such a large concept to me. I'm still like working on wrapping my head around it. I'm still like constantly searching and reading and trying to learn and learn more about like feminine energy and masculine energy. Um, Again, just so that honestly, yeah, it's nice to learn about myself, but it was so powerful to me to learn about this for my marriage, for my relationship, because it's, you know, that's such an important the thing in my life is my marriage. And so if that's something that I can learn how to understand better is the energy that I'm giving off within my marriage or within myself of this masculine and feminine energy, then I'm very, very intrigued by it. And I just want to learn, learn more about it so that I can continue to have a marriage that flourishes and continue to like support my husband and not take from him, but give to him. And so honorable language was something that like I was kind of saying was that, you know, maybe I did this better in, in my career because I kind of had that masculine role a little bit. And so that's when you like are aware and you specifically praise people or you give people like the admiration and the love that they deserve. And so I had realized that, you know, I, I do this maybe a little bit within my marriage, but I don't nearly do this enough. So looking at that moment to moment awareness and that power that comes with love and admiration and praise and praising specifically. So like when we praise specifically, that has even more of an impact, meaning like the detail within the praise, not just like, oh, hey, you did a really good job. Like, what did you do a good job at? Or praising specifically, like instead of just, well, thanks for helping me, giving that that detail where thank you for helping me take the trash out or thank you for helping me vacuum the living room or thank you for helping me fold clothes or or whatever that is that specific praise because if we give that honorable language and that specific praise one thing i learned about men when that happens well i mean it's it's a parenting technique as well when you give that specific praise like that person hangs on to that because it was an emotion and it was power that made them feel good it made them feel good about yourself and or themselves and the reason behind the detail of it because if you give the detail behind the praise it's just going to have a greater impact because now they know when they do that task or when they do that thing, it makes you proud of them. It makes you love them and it makes you admire them. And all of us want to be loved and admired and praised. And so, you know, it's just kind of a natural 
part within us that that hangs on to that because let's face it women i mean this can go either way for us it really it's about words right so like as women like words mean words mean a ton to us especially when it comes to like that emotional attachment with words so i bet we can all remember of like I'm just going to kind of stick with like the relationship, like when our husbands or when our spouse or our partners or someone even that we just deeply care about. I bet we all can remember a time when somebody said something that hurt us, right? Somebody used words that were detailed, but they hurt us. It's one of those things that's just imprinted that pain is there. And it's one of those things that many times that we have a difficult time forgetting, right? And I mean, I know I do this and I'm sure that there's a couple of you out there that do this as well. But those things, we bring them back, don't we? We bring them back and we remind our spouse or our husband or significant other maybe when they said something like that. But then there's the flip side of it. I bet we can all remember a time when they said something loving to us or they praised us or, you know, they treated us with admiration and respect. So I bet we can all remember a time when our man gave us those words that, you know, just filled us with love and had such an impact on us as well. So as females, like language is huge for us and I think that's something that, again, kind of goes back with that courage and vulnerability. Like we need to explain that to our spouse and we need to explain that to, you know, the person that we're in a relationship with about what language actually means with us or means to us. But more importantly, this discipline really is about honorable language. So honorable language, meaning positive language, um, language that fills someone's bucket, language that fills someone's heart, language that, you know, like I said, makes them that king or that queen for you. And then the last discipline is about giving freedom. And this one is something that I have gotten a lot better at, but I still have a lot of work to do as well. So this is about Forgetting. This is about forgiving. This is about releasing, moving on, letting go. And when things are really painful within a relationship, it's very, very difficult as females because, again, it comes back to language. It comes back to feeling like our needs are met. It comes back to feeling like we're understood, feeling safe, and being seen. And so sometimes when that pain arises within the person in a relationship with that person that we love the most, forgiving and forgetting is a very difficult thing. And for me, that's a very difficult thing. And I continue to work on, but I have gotten better at that letting go or trying to understand that, you know, that my husband loves me and would never intentionally do something to hurt me. And so that has helped me to be able to let go and release things a little bit better. And so again, giving that freedom to our relationship when it comes to forgiveness. And I feel is like such a big one because I feel like it can be so connected to all the other disciplines. This one, I feel like, gosh, it can be so connected to language, but remembering that it's it's honorable language where that forgiveness and that forgetting sometimes is not 
that honorable part isn't there. That's more about hurtful language. And then, you know, again, going with that courage and that vulnerability part as well, you know, being able to have that courage to express what you need to, to, to your husband or to your spouse, to your partner in, in order to forgive and forget and to let go. And I tell you, one of the things that, and I know I've talked about this, I think maybe in, in one other episode only, and I didn't go into a lot of great detail, but it's tapping. And I've talked about how we have, you know, different points, you know, within our body that we can do a tapping method through. And that is one thing that when I've had something that's been so painful to me within my relationship, and I need to really work on, you know, releasing and letting something go, because it's something that like festers in me and stirs and stirs and stirs and continues to cause anger and like makes my blood boil. And that tapping has been something that's been extremely, extremely successful for me to be able to release things and let things go. And once I do that, then I feel like this like cloud is kind of lifted a little bit where I see a little bit more clarity and I feel like I can understand my husband's perspective, you know, on issues that arise instead of just being so clouded by my own selfishness and by my own judgment within things. So again, like all of this, this balancing of masculine and feminine energy, these things that within our relationships with our partners, you know, that have helped me and helped me be disciplined and or kind of given me at least a checklist as far as things like top five things that, you know, that are really important in a relationship and just things that I can do and understanding how to make my relationship more loving and more passionate. And I am still trying to wrap my head around all of it. I'm still trying to learn as much as I can about it. And that's why I think I like hesitated so long before I did an episode like this, because this was something I have was exposed to, you know, almost over two years ago. And it's still one of those things that I catch myself when I am, when I'm being too forceful, when I'm being too masculine. And the last thing I ever, it was very aha moment for me when I learned about this, because the last thing I ever want to do is to be so dominant and so forceful within my marriage that I'm taking on a masculine role for the both of us, because that's, that's not what I want in my relationship. I want to be feminine. I know that as women, we have to take on both roles and same with men, men take on both roles as well. But as females, I mean, we do have to take on that role a lot, especially because of many times where we are within our workplace. And then, you know, just just that role within our family, you know, when it comes to raising kids. And so I have to always take a step back and make sure that that is not something that's then coming through more so than that feminine balance that I need, that I need to be able to be able to tap into that feminine or that feminine side of myself in order to have like that passion and that love within my relationship. Because as a woman, like I just want to be taken care of. And I know as a man, they just want to take care of us. And so that's when that that energy comes into place between males and females and just being able to understand when that's appropriate and when that's not. And it's something that I constantly am working on, but I'm just so grateful that this was brought to me and that I learned about this because it has been like a complete awareness for me in my relationship with my husband. So I hope by 
uh, I kind of mucked it up a little bit, but kind of by explaining some of this, or at least going through my experience with this, you know, maybe it's kind of given you a chance to think about where you are in your relationship and where you are in, you know, your role within yourself as well. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Six Pack. I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard today. Please share this episode with a friend. And if you haven't already, click subscribe. Rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Have a beautiful week and tell the important people in your life just how much you care about them. Much love and blessings to you all.